Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just said that. Did you just say that? This might get me fired. That might get you fired. You're listening to This Might Get Me Fired with Chizzy and Crystal. This Might Get Me Fired. I'm your host, Chizzy. And I'm your host, Crystal. We have a lot to talk about today, but don't forget to click subscribe, rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts, and share our podcast with a friend. Hashtag support black woman. I just want to first off start off by saying we are sipping on champagne. So <laughs> this podcast, we don't know where it's going to go. It might progressively get more crazy. And it might get spicy because I barely have been eating. Trying me to either. <laughs> Barely eating, haven't been drinking much, so we're gonna see. I might be lit. We might be extra lit, so we're gonna see how much of this doesn't get edited out. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's the tea. You know, especially because we're talking about, well, let's do the catch up first, and then we're gonna tell the people, tell the girls and the guys what we're talking about. So let me let you do your catch up first. Y'all, I'm refinancing my mortgage. Woohoo! Let me tell you something right now, if you're a homeowner, It might be time to consider refinancing. I literally haven't officially been in my home a year yet. Like, next week is one year. We get in the keys, and I'm already refinancing. Crazy. (laughs) But this is why the interest rate, my interest rate is going down 1.5% of a point. Or 1.5%. So, it's going down so... Did you know that? Like... Okay, how did you know it was time to refinance, though? So, honestly, I didn't know. And it's just funny how, like... <laughs> you, just, you just, like, whatever. I was bored. I wasn't bored, but I was, like, kind of bored. And I was like, you know what? I had got a letter in the mail from my current lender asking me if I wanted to refinance. And I was like, that's weird because you currently have my loan. <laughs> you're offering me a refinance. So, it must mean... I don't know. I was like, that's just weird. But let me just see if I do, like, just the online. I think I went to the lending tree. And I was like, let me just get a quote for refinance. Okay. They send your stuff to like 15 people. So all these loan places were calling me, but the first one to call me was Quicken Loans. And I was skeptical because when I think of Quicken Loans, mm-hmm. I think of payday loans. Me too, girl. Coming to find out they're the number six or number two largest mortgage lender in America. Wow. So they have a very large mortgage lending like umbrella. And I spoke to a man and at first I was skeptical. He was like, listen, your mortgage is going to go down $300. And you know, I'm skeptical. You know how everything I'm like, we'll see. Let me see the notes. (laughs) And he's like, it's just like record rates right now. So my mortgage is going down probably like 270 to 280, maybe more. I haven't got the official thing until I sign. Um, Normally, people don't want to refinance because you get a lot of fees involved. Mm -hmm. Like they want to loan, they want to roll money into your mortgage. Mm -hmm. They want you to pay out of pocket. Right now, Quicken Loans is going to pay all the closing costs. And I just have to pay five hundred dollars. Oh wow! It's just like insane. I just don't know how. <laughs> and so, it just was too good to pass up. So I'm really excited. I'm refinancing, girl. It's crazy though. Like, and shout out to the pandemic is terrible, but shout out to the <laughs> pandemic because the way this mortgage like has totally changed. I don't think I want a roommate. 2022 is my last time having a roommate. I'm just 2022. Oh, I'm sorry. 2021. Okay. I can't <laughs> By 2022, I'm going to have my house to myself. Yes. Um, so that's the tea. Have you told your roommate this? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I have not told her that. But in my mind, I just kind of know, like, the conversation will have to be had at some point this year that I hopefully want to go into. The- I feel like by July, you should have the conversation. Yeah. 
But I'm also torn that, like, if I start making really good money from the photo booth rental, mm. and then with her money, like, I could get my second home. That's the hard part where it's, like, it's not terrible having a roommate. Mm-hmm. And she gives me so much extra, like, that's extra income yeah. where I'm really able to do a lot of other things with it, like, pay off debt quicker, invest it. Uh-huh. And so it's, like, it's a toss-up. That's where it really gets difficult because, like, with her money now, I'll be paying less than what I was paying to rent an apartment for sure. And then, I mean, you could also eventually, if you want to get another property, like, rent out your house completely if you want. I mean... You have different options. Yeah, and so, you know, I'm really focused on getting a duplex in the college that we went to town in. Mm-hmm. And so, with, like, her income, if I bring in a little bit from the photo booth and some other ventures that I have going on right now, I could really be, like, easily able to put down 20% and be good and, like, start building that portfolio. So, anyway. Well, at least you have options, girl. You have options. Options. I'm already tipsy. And we have literally <laughs> been drinking for, like, a hot five minutes. So, but I literally, I only have a Panera bread <laughs> yeah, bagel I mean, under my belt. Toast, yeah. And I've done a spin class already today. So, you said you have a piece of toast? Listen, we're trying to be fine out here. So, what's been up with me? I've been having the best week ever. Okay? Yes, girl, you really have. I've been having the best freaking week ever. I just, glory to God, bruh. So, I'm on my little vacation from work. Um, I was in a little bit of a panic because with the pandemic, passports been shut down. Yes. But I was able to finesse my way into a passport appointment. And let me tell y'all, something that's so funny. Like, Chizzy is honestly, I used to get mad when she used to say I'm not her best friend. Like, I'd be like, well, damn. Like, I know I qualify as best friend. You are one of them. Now, now you make sure to say it. But before, she used to be like, my best friend, Lisa. And I was like, well, dang. Can you not do Lisa slash? Lisa had the little, put a little asterisk. If Lisa not available, Crystal fills in. I used to get so offended because literally, if I do not hear from Chizzy every day, I know I probably annoy her. If no, I don't hear, do. if I don't hear from her, I'm like, hey, what's going on with you? Are you okay? Like, <laughs> so I think it was Monday. She had found out about the passport issues that she didn't want to talk to nobody. So I hadn't heard from her. And it's not even the full day, y'all. I'm going to be transparent. It's like by noon. If I don't hear from Chizzy by noon on a weekday, I'm worried. And I'm like, what's going on? So I didn't hear from her by noon. I gave it to like 2 o'clock. And by 2 o'clock, it's like, bitch, what's going on? <laughs> and of course, there was something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's the same way with you. There was one day I was like, I haven't heard from Crystal today. What's, what's, what's wrong? It's like something happened. Yes. Because we're going to And you were stressed about, about not looking at client. And I'm like, bitch, it's been a week in my mind. I was like, ma'am. You've been incorporated a whole week and you are upset about nothing. I'm not but even I have, incorporated, girl. <laughs> I have to be supportive, but in my mind, I want to be like, ma'am. So <laughs> unrealistic. If you don't sit your ass down. <laughs> but I had to put on my, like, <laughs> my supportive hat. Yes. And I'm like, it's okay, friend. <laughs> but yeah, I was down Monday because all these passport appointments are supposed to be there were booked. Child, glory to God, I finessed my way into that passport place. Yes. I gave them my information. I picked up my passport today. Also, some of my friends, which they're doing good, so I'm glad about that. But my close dog park friends, who I thought were going to watch my dog, they came down with COVID. So then I was nervous, like, do I have COVID? Even though I haven't been around them since, like, especially one of them came back from traveling over the holidays. I haven't really been around him um, and the other one, I haven't been around her since New Year's, but I was around her New Year's, so I was really nervous about getting COVID and not being able to uh, travel. travel. So took a rapid test Saturday, got negative, took a PCR test Tuesday, got a negative. So glory, 
got my negative the same day I found out I was getting my passport. My I, my taxes haven't been accepted <laughs> since March. I, so I um I finally had was able to get an IRS appointment. Finally found out the same day I'm getting my my taxes accepted. So excited. And so like just having the best week ever. My doggy, so one thing I realized today is that my doggy is an upper middle class dog, okay? He is. I work hard so my dog can have a better life. Like, yes. <laughs> that's literally my goal in life. Like, my dog is, he's going to be in boarding at this nice little boarding school. He's in doggy daycare now there. And, like, I can watch him on, on camera, and I was watching him all morning, and he looks so happy. And I'm like, oh, I'm so happy I can do this for him. Yes. And I went to, like, a Sprinkles cupcake place to get a cookie, and I was like, well, let me get some cupcakes, too. I knew there was something for him <laughs> I was like, y'all, well, she me- loves this dog so much. It honestly makes me consider getting a dog, but I just don't want the responsibility at all. Like, I just don't want any responsibility for anybody beyond myself. But the way she loves I her love dog. I love this dog. The fact that I can't. And he loves her. He and so really, she's like, really he, cute. He is the, like, dog version of me affection-wise. Yeah. Like, he literally will just curl up into my arm y'all and, like. Are, <laughs> y'all are all about each other. It is so cute. Where I'm like, you really love me. And I really love you. Yes. And I want. I came home today because he's in daycare. And I was like, oh, he's not home to welcome me home. Like, yeah. I was a little Y'all sad. are all about each other. I'm, like, so happy to go You're going to be up. going into job interviews like, is this a dog family? <laughs> I'm legit Can we bring tonight. our dogs to work on Friday? Right. I was thinking about bringing my job to my current job. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even dog friendly. You need friendly, that but tech startup energy. Like, I, are you looking I, for in-house counsel Listen, for your, I would for love to app? work for a tech startup. So if you want to holler at your girl, please do. But, and then also, like, just with dating. So I did, um... I did an attachment test, you know, attachment uh-huh. styles. Yeah. And I knew I was like an anxious attachment. I, I knew that off top, yeah. just by the way I grew up, right? <laughs> but I also learned, because I did an in-depth one, and I'll send it to you if you want. I learned that like, so there are different attachment styles with different types of people. Like uh-huh. you have a different attachment style with like your mother or father, with relationships and with friendships, right? And I learned with friendships, I'm very secure attached. Which is, like, positive and, like, great, where it's, like, some people will have issues, like... I need to take that test. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Some people have issues with... I, I think you'd be kind of avoidant or dismissive attached, even with oh, friendships. Oh, for sure, yeah. But I with am. friendships, I'm very secure attached. Like, I'm yeah. very secure in my friendships. Um, with my mom, I was, like, <laughs> completely, like... Oh, so it gives you a breakout about all your Yes. Oh, I need that. And we need to do an episode on that one. We do. Thing, so. Because... But I also, like... So, it's different guys that I'm, like entertaining or dating or whatever um i so especially this week where there's one in particular that like i i was expecting to hear from him i didn't and i called him and i haven't heard back and generally is this new york this is new york okay generally it would trigger like some insecurity in me uh-huh. but i was just like huh how do i feel about this and it's like i i don't like it um, I'm not sure how I want to react. And generally, it would trigger, like, some passive aggression reactions, yeah. some petty. And it's like, I'm not sure what I want to react. Or maybe this is just showing me that, like, he is not, you know, for me, which is also fine. Right. Or his intentions or his actions are not where I want them to be, which is also fine. But I'm really happy because just working on healing that anxious attachment, which creates some neediness that I've noticed, you know, yeah. in my dating. And working on, like, okay, this person is not being as consistent as I would like, or they're not, you know, showing the certain things. 
and really just evaluating, okay, how does that make me feel? Why am I anxious? Why am I insecure? Um, and realizing like not taking it personal and not like internalizing it, like, oh, I must have done something wrong. Or in this conversation, we had a disagreement and maybe that's why. And yeah. just being like, they're just, they're, maybe they're not for me and that's for the best. That's so good. So I'm really happy about that. And then there's another guy, LA, that like, you know, <laughs> I should be seeing him in a couple of weeks. I'm going to, so the funny thing is, when I say I'm booked and busy, I'm going to Cancun next week. I know you are. That's why I put my little thing on the calendar early. I was like, I don't hear none of that cat shit. I need for you to know, April 10th and 11th, you're booked. I'm booked, girl. But Cancun next week, Puerto Rico after that, um, LA after that. And then the funny thing is Valentine's weekend, I was thinking about going to Miami. Just for kicks and giggles. So let me know if you want to go. I'll go with you. Oh, you want to go to Miami? Yeah, let's see what's happening with the pandemic. So, okay. You know, I am tentatively going with you. Okay. The funny thing is, I really wonder if by then, Florida will be giving out vaccinations. To like everybody? Yes. And then we can really make And then we can, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because listen, I'm trying to get a vaccination anywhere I can get it at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm down for that. That Girl, be I'll do medical tourism for a vaccination. I just want to be on a beach. Like, I, I don't really even need do to be at the too. club or anything. Like, a beach, a good drink. Listen, and I was, it's... A you, nice, comfy Airbnb bed. You know my friend Kachi, who really wants to be on this podcast. He was like, I'll go. Shout out to Kachi, who's our true supporter. No, that's not our true supporter. Oh. Namdi is our true supporter. Nam- Okay, we got to scrub that. <laughs> <laughs> Nandi, just a real one. And like, I know you're going to be our first Patreon member once we start actually <laughs> pubbing the Patreon because I love all your texts. Honestly, we just need to get in a group chat with him. We really do. I just want to hear his feedback and we can dialogue. So, so make sure, Nandi, make sure you hit me up and like remind me to do that. But yeah, so a uh, girl is booked and busy. And by the time after Valentine's weekend, I'm supposed to be back at work. So we'll see. Maybe I'll extend. But yeah, <laughs> I'm supposed to be back at work. So I think that'd be a great weekend to just have a little girls weekend in Miami. We should. And I'm just, and it's just, I just feel so good. Like my heart feels good. I feel good about my work. And it's crazy, right? Because the more I work out, so also I did not, I'm, I don't think I'm going to hit my goal for this week. So my goal for this week was to hit 40 pounds down. Mm-hmm. I already hit 35 pounds. And like earlier this week I was at 38, but like I fell back to 35 and I've been working out and I've been watching my food, but I'm just stuck at 35. And I think that's just where it's going to be maybe for a week or two, but I'm, I'm fine. But like trying on clothes and like just feeling myself, like I've just really been loving how I feel, loving how I look like. Yeah, I definitely, it's funny how like, you know, your friends and I see the confidence, like that different type of confidence coming mm-hmm. back into you or like. You're really walking in, like, your womanhood, your sexuality, your sensuality, and feeling beautiful. I definitely get the aura and the vibe. I love it. And so for my, so for, I have, like, rewards for, like, every, like, different weight loss goal. Mm-hmm. So for my 50 weight loss goal, my rewards is my um, Apple Watch. And for my 60, I actually changed it. So now it's going to be, I'm going to go back to pole classes. I think that'll be great for you. I think I'm going to love it, and it's expensive, right? But once I hit 60 pounds, I'm going to go back and start doing polling, and I just can't wait to, like, start sending out videos of me, like, (laughs) face hidden with a sticker, but, like, on a pole, like, doing some tricks, like. I actually have a friend, and she takes them to Arkansas, and she posts them on her Insta story. Is she a professional? No, like, I mean, she does it, though. She's been doing it for a long time, and she's been in some of the, like, expos. 
But girl, she'll be in like her full costume, and I love it. She's such a free spirit. Like See? it cracks me up because she'll be having all her like her little nerd glasses sometimes that she doesn't need. They're just like for a look. And, like, a little, like, housewife dress. And then you see the other side of her, and it's like, love it. Girl, once we I start working duality. for myself, listen, let me in these yes. streets, okay. okay? But, yeah, that's what we're up to. We're just, we're trying to live our best lives. And I just want to say, big props to Crystal, who continues to just excel at her business. If you need a photo booth, you know, make sure you hit us up. Because yes. if you're in Texas, right, we may travel, depending on the price. If the price is right, we <laughs> might be there. But, oh, that is one quick update that I do have. Okay. People on Clubhouse and the capping. <laughs> this is not the topic today, but I do have to talk about people on Clubhouse overstating what they have accomplished or them shaming other people who are not in the same place as them. Mm. And this is just a general life tip. And if you listen to our last episode, you'll kind of understand why both of us just are not those type of people. Mm-hmm. Because you always have to remember where you came from. Yes. And understand that everybody starts somewhere. Yes. You know, I'm starting this business. And so, obviously, I know that my business is going to be a luxury photo booth business mm-hmm. because my the quality is there. Yeah. The ingredients is there. Yes. But I'm also not a fool, and I know that I have to build a clientele, mm-hmm. right? And so, my pricing is not going to be 2000 a photo booth session. No. No. But when I got on Clubhouse, some of the people were, like, trying to shame people for not charging. Like, these- legit, like... Yeah, legit shaming them like, oh, you know, you do yourself a disservice and we never take clients that aren't paying so-and-so, so-and-so. And I just find that hard to believe because I don't know a single business that has started as like a... Premium. At a premium. Because mm-hmm. first of all, I understand like what you're offering is definitely not a requirement at anybody's event. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't like table and chairs. Where yeah. Like, I need table and chairs in my venue so people can sit and eat. <laughs> This is like something that's like very much optional. Yeah. Very much like a luxury. Yes. And so it's an add-on. Yeah. And yes, there is the argument of like, oh, well, you can raise your price because it's a luxury and people that can't afford it just can't afford it. But the flip side of that for me is, hey, who am I to shame a quote unquote budget bride? Is right. what they call them. Like, not everybody has the means, you know? And so, so they really have a lingo for... Yeah, it's called a budget bride. And that's a negative thing? Yeah, a budget bride is, like, one that doesn't want to spend a lot of money on stuff, whatever. And, again, I was telling Chizzy how, like, I'm in this local group of photo booth owners. And one was like, yeah, we don't do budget brides, da, da, da. This man was under my ass in the budget, in the quote unquote budget bride, which I don't even call them that. I call them people like, listen, I would be a budget bride. Yeah. I'm paying for my own wedding. I don't have a dad to write me a check. Or no. Or write me a check. Like, I would pay for it. So I was, did an ad in the budget bride group, and he was under my ass trying to poach my people. Did you, you should have cursed him out. I didn't. I just like peeped, and it's like, yeah, I peeped. And then when I went to the bridal expo, his booth was so whack. Like, so lame, so like He had nothing, girl. Like, just the photo booths. It's like, you don't have no decor. You're not giving us nothing. And so, I'm about to kill them April. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're about to be in that. 
Yes. Listen, I'm, we gonna be handing out cookies, sparklers. We, we gonna be. Baby, we gonna do. What we need to do to bring them in. Right. Them in. Anyway, <laughs> my point is like maybe we'll start a wedding podcast. Who and knows? And I don't want to bash Clubhouse because Clubhouse has been a great resource for me. Like I did not know about the small business development centers in your city and how they'll do a free consultation for you. They'll tell you how to get loan money. Really? They'll tell you how to get grant money. They will do so much for you. And like that's one thing I learned from. T- I've learned a lot from Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Even connecting with like photo booth owners all over the world. Um, and like a black woman who sat on the phone with me for two hours talking about business and like telling me how to get in the game. But at the same time, understand that there are also people who they just have inflated sense of like who they are and don't let them shame you. Don't let them knock your hustle. Like you start somewhere, you know? And I think it's different, too, because, like, I'm very successful in my career. So, it's like, no shame for y'all. But... Y'all have to charge 2000 because y'all need to keep the lights yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's not really that type of thing for me. I know I'll get there because, like, I can see myself this being, like, a thing. Like, in my head, I'm already picking out my three-room office suites. Like, Love you know, it. I'm already picking out my showroom. Love it. But at the same time, it's like, I would never shame a girl who came to me and was like, yeah, I'm just starting out and I'm charging 400 a booth. Yeah. Do you. Whatever right. you need to do, like... No, I, I completely get it. The funny thing is Clubhouse has its like highs and its lows, its positives and its negatives. But it's like you really just have to learn how to make it work for you and how to like filter through the cap. Also, while we're talking about trips, eventually I'll talk about the trip that I'm going on to New Orleans with people I met just purely off Clubhouse. Yeah, that's going to be a whole episode. It's going to be called like traveling with these people I met from Clubhouse. Like legit. Like... And I might set a room about it. Yeah, you should. It will be That's so going to be hilarious. But yeah. Anyway, so today we're going to talk about the girlfriend experience. What escorts should have taught us, right? <laughs> what we should have learned from the wise women in the sex industry is that for the girlfriend experience, you charge more. Okay? <laughs> you do not give your common daily rate for the girlfriend experience. Crystal, do you want to elaborate on what yes, we're talking about? I feel like I've honestly coined this term <laughs> for, like, dating. I never hear girls explain it this way, but because I love, like, it's funny. Tuesday always makes fun of me, but, like, I love different, is it called, like, subcultures of society? Yeah. Like, I love different subcultures of society. I just love to study them. So, one that I've studied is sex work. Like, I have studied sex work quite a bit. I used to be all about the Instagram hashtags. They're no longer a thing, but there used to be like Instagram hashtags that only sex workers and pimps use. Really? Yeah, and I used there to, are still some because when I worked in, well, I don't want to say my job, but when I worked in a certain field, there are still yeah, some. Yeah, so numbers I don't know them anymore. I know like three or four, eight, mm-hmm. three or four going on, like mm-hmm. hoeing going on, pimping going on. These used to all be sayings, but anyway, because of that, I have learn different like you know things and so one thing that I have applied to my own life is realizing that sometimes when I'm dating a man just getting to know him I'm giving him the girlfriend experience Mm. and for escorts this means that they're not just coming for an hour it's typically like an overnight yeah so it's an overnight where they're agreeing to pay your full they're paying the full rate you might go to dinner with the man. Y'all might go catch a show. You'll you're gonna cuddle. Come, yeah, you're gonna come back to the hotel. Maybe shower together, cuddle, make love. You know, mm-hmm. they might want to kiss you. Mm-hmm. Wake up in the morning. Order breakfast. Order breakfast. Mm-hmm. Talk about his career, etc. And so that's the girlfriend experience. Mm-hmm. And after all, in my dating life. 
sometimes I'm giving men the girlfriend experience without them giving me the title. Hmm. And I feel like a lot of women have been in this place where it's like, you're doing everything that a girlfriend does. You're going above and beyond for this man. And he can't even introduce you as his girlfriend if y'all go somewhere. Like, I've done a lot for men. And literally, we went somewhere and I ran into <laughs> Chizzy. I would have to be like, oh, this is uh, my friend. And it's like, how dumb do I look? Girl, because that's before we started adding tax, evaluating our worth and adding tax. That's when we had our worth on clearance. But why do you think, before we get into when we've done it, because we've both done it, I've done it several times, <laughs> girl. So I didn't even realize I was doing it until, like, there was a post I made in 2018 on Facebook. And, like, it's funny because I blocked a friend after that, and we still don't speak to this day, where I was like, oh, I'm never, I'm no longer giving away the girlfriend experience for free. Yeah. And, like, people were like, what? We, but, like, why do you think we do it? And let me go ahead and refill your glass while we do this. Thank you. Yes, girl. We're, we're just sipping my so water So, I here. think women do it. Because we are conditioned to believe that we have to prove, especially in this society, mm-hmm. we have been conditioned to believe that we have to prove how good of a wife we would be, how good of a partner we would be. Also, I think a lot of women are, in fact, natural nurturers. Yeah. So it's our natural tendency sometimes to want to nurture, not all women, but mm-hmm. some women. It is a very natural thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's a factor of being a natural nurturer. And then I think it's also the fact that sometimes we're conditioned to believe that, like, we have to subscribe to the patriarchy and the way that it views, like, oh, my wife needs to be a good cook. Yes. A good love maker, yes. a good provider. She needs to, I need to come home and drop my suitcase at the door. <laughs> and she's in a robe ready to massage my shoulders and ask about my day and undo my tie. Like, I think we do subscribe to that. And the funny thing is we only subscribe to it one way, right? Because yeah. we don't subscribe to it the other way where it's like, he also needs to be making it that I'm living a life of leisure, that I don't or have to that, go. Or that, you know, a lot of women are in celibate. It's like, yeah, yeah. These, things were hap- these things are happening, but it's happening after I'm your wife. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the thing. Like, a lot of women just, we've got to the point where we're pursuing the men, and the man is not pursuing us. And I also feel like, at least on my part, I feel like sometimes we're so excited or I'm so excited to, like, love someone. Like, that's why this is going to sound kind of sad. That's why I'm kind of happy I have a dog (laughs) to, like, pour out my love to, right? Because sometimes I feel like I'm so excited. Like, I have so much love to give, and I'm so excited to love someone that I actually care about. And, yeah, I think Nulia is just such a, like, her love is through her actions. Like, she's just, you are just such a giving person. You remind me a lot of Connie, like, in the similar, like, Connie's the same way. Like, she's very giving with her time. Like, Mm -hmm. If you need, I remember at one point, like, five people. I'm Nalia, if you're wondering what she's talking about. Oh, sorry. Tracy is very giving with her. Like, one time, Connie, like, five people had keys to her apartment because she just didn't want for you to be, like, on her side of town and not have somewhere to go rest. Like, that type of, you know, and I feel like you're very similar. Like, oh, I'll watch all the dogs while y'all go travel because you're a lover. You show your love through action. Just right now, like, she is opening a bottle of one wet because I booked my first client in 2022. Like, (laughs) woo! That's how you are, so it's just instinctual. And yeah. so when you get a romantic partner, it's like, wow, all this love, all these thoughtful things I've been storing, I've yes. been waiting to do, 
now I have someone that I can, you know, give that mm-hmm. to and show that to. But they haven't earned it. And I think that's what I, that's the problem with the girlfriend experience, right? There's nothing wrong with the girlfriend experience when someone has paid for that package, right? The problem yeah. is they're paying by the hour and you're giving them the girlfriend experience exactly. for free. I said in a clubhouse room, I was like, they paid for the Red Roof Inn by the hour <laughs> and you're giving them the Four Seasons. Yes. And it, it, the yeah. math, the math isn't mathing. I think that's the issue. And the prop, the, what happens with the girlfriend experience is you come out at the other end, feeling like you've given so much more than you've than you've received, or much more than that's even been appreciated, right? Because so the last time I gave the girlfriend experience, so the crazy thing is the guy that I blocked. I'm trying not to say too much, right? <laughs> but he, um, so we are technically friends, right? Uh-huh. He's in a relationship. And still, and this happens to me a lot, where it's like they don't have the emotional support, support or they don't have the emotional connection with the person that they've decided to be with. So they will come to me for like the emotional connection. Mm-hmm. To the point, and the thing is, I've even pulled back a lot from him before I even blocked him because he used to, like, when we first started being really, really cool and close, he used to, like, FaceTime me every morning. And I was just so confused because it's like, you have a partner. Why are you FaceTiming me every morning? Like, this is a lot. This is what I do with someone I'm, like, with, right? But I realized, like, you want me for the emotional connection that something has to be lacking because I feel like if something wasn't lacking, you wouldn't be seeking it here. Right. He might disagree, but whatever. But I feel like, um, even outside of him and people that I've dated, I give too much assuming that we are places where they've never, it's like you with your photo booth company agreeing to go somewhere and setting up without a contract. Yeah. And that's what we do all the time. Like, we assume, like, oh, we're good. We're headed there. Right. You're going to pay. We're we're one stop away. Yeah. She just has to stop real quick to let this little old lady off. Right. It's taking a while because he had to get her walker out. Mm -hmm. But he's going to hop back in and we're headed back to the We're on the same page. We're we're in agreement. Yeah, nothing's been signed. Nothing's been technically agreed to. But, of course, I'm going to come and set up because you need this and you want this. you told me. You emailed me five times. Yeah. Yeah. But we have no contract. Exactly. And that's what we do. We they come. They put down the retainer. Nothing. No, they just express interest in it generally, right? And so we come and we give our services, right? There's no contract. There's no agreement. And so after our services are received and appreciated, we're like, well, of course we're going to get the, you know, consummation of our efforts and we don't. Yeah. And I feel like... We are also, not to, like, neglect our agency in this, right? Because we are willing participants, right? We Mm -hmm. sign up to volunteer our services, or we did, no more. But to volunteer our services, and I did it consistently. And I think part of it was feeling like I need to prove myself first, right? Like, I want to prove how great I am, because I'm great. I want to prove how loving I am and how caring I am and how good of a woman I am. And if you go back like two or so episodes when we talked about men don't, men don't even like nice things. <laughs> Most men don't know how to deal with nice things. Um, realizing that like there's a woman who will be doing none of this, who will be getting everything from the same yeah. man that I'm doing all of this for and I'm not getting half of what I want, right? And so I think 
growing and realizing like I I'm not giving the girlfriend experience to anyone that is not my boyfriend or is not at least invested in me enough that they are deserving of this. So even I was on the phone with the guy the other day um, because I think the next question is like, what do you do when you realize that someone is trying to pull the girlfriend experience yeah. out of you, right? Mm-hmm. So I was on the phone with the guy the other day and I might send him this podcast because I'm just on that, on that, you know, I don't care anymore. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to be palatable for anyone. I think we're going to make t-shirts that say I'm not here to be palatable for you. Yeah. Um, hashtag this might get me fired. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like I was on the phone with him. Oh, no, we were FaceTiming actually. Um, he had just got back with, let me not spill too much of his tea, but he's in a situation or whatever, um, with another woman. And so we were FaceTiming and talking and I needed to go to sleep because I had a passport appointment in the morning and it was like one o'clock and I'm like, you don't have this like type of dynamic with the girl that you're entertaining that you're going to trying to make it work with, but you're FaceTiming me at one o'clock. You need to go ahead and FaceTime her. Because I'm staying up and I'm losing sleep. I'm not the girl that's going to be getting the benefits of your relationship. So go ahead. You need to like, and I'm starting to just put out that energy where it's like, if you're asking for the girlfriend experience without like investing in it, I'm just calling it out. Yeah, that's a great thing. I think I need to work on that. Um, It's funny today or like last week in my job review, I actually told my boss, I was like, I struggle with being a yes man. Like, Mm. (laughs) I struggle with, like, going along, going with the flow. I think that comes from, like, childhood trauma a little bit. For sure. And so, for me, it's the same thing. Having to set my boundaries. And also, another thing I struggle with is I am a woman who sometimes puts too much stock into potential. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a struggle that a lot of women can relate to. And, you know, I always joke about the fact I dated, like, one or two trash-ass dudes but nine times out of ten, the men that I'm complaining about are the type that when you looked, you're like, dang, he's going to make an amazing husband and father one day. This one day. One day. But it's like, <laughs> the problem is that I'm not the one day. Okay? Mm. I'm just two day. Mm. And I'm allowing for myself hold to on, the- Hold on. Hold on. Let's, <laughs> let's let that marinate. Let's let that- Rub that back for me. I'm not the one day. Okay. I'm the two day. Yes. So I'm getting the man of who he is and like- Yes, there's the potential, but he's not unlocking the potential for me. Mm. And But still, I'm out here giving so much because I'm like, dang, I just see the vision. Like, my last situation where I was giving out the girlfriend experience, I could see it. I'm like, oh, like, this would be perfect. Like, this, me, you would travel the world together. We would hustle together. We would mm-hmm. grind together. We had 15 rental properties together. Like, it would be bomb. Like, and still You see be, the vision. I saw the vision. Like, and still be able to come home and, like, low-key me be like, let's try ecstasy tonight. And he'd be like, eh, okay, I'll try it. <laughs> like, I saw the vision of, like, what I hope for my future. But then the reality is this man was not giving me even an inch of what his potential was, mm. which is even more insulting, right? Because it's like, he has all this to offer, and I see it, and I know he knows because he's a successful man. Mm-hmm. He's not even trying to give me a droplet of it because he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to, you know? Mm-hmm. But here I was giving the girlfriend experience. Right. Like, going so hard because I wanted to invest in the potential, and you just can't do that. No. And so when I think about it, I'm like, wow. You idiot. <laughs> what have you learned from giving the girlfriend experience? Oh, chat, I've learned so much. <laughs> Never did it again. It's the first, but no, go ahead. 
I've learned, first of all, not to sacrifice yourself. Mm. That's number one, not to sacrifice your own desires and needs. Also, I hate to be that person, but I have realized that, like, our generation, girls have really played themselves. Because we have sex with these men. Yes. We do all this. And, like, I remember my grandma. I was thinking about her. Why was I thinking about her? I was listening to somebody talk about their grandma. Like, oh, I was like listening to um, a clubhouse room. And they were talking about how, like, the younger generation does not get advice from the older generation. And how that is part of the problem with dating. Mm. Is that we want to, like, go through the hardship. We end up going through the hardships when all we have to do is turn to our mother or our grandmother or our grandfather or an aunt and be like, hey, what, you know, because there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. That's the tea. There's nothing new. Right. It's just we're going through the same things or sometimes worse because we're not asking those questions. Mm-hmm. And I used to love to sit with my grandmother and talk to her about, like, dating, whatever she would, like, anything. Mm-hmm. I would love to, like, just soak up game. And I remember one time my grandmother told me, she was like, yeah, your grandfather, he was a hoe. <laughs> he was out here. She was like, one time I was really like listening to the radio and a girl was calling the like love line. You know, you're like, I want to send a shout out to my boo. <laughs> she was like, a girl was calling the love line saying your grandfather's name. This is before we were married. Like it was before when they were just dating. Mm-hmm. And she was like, but the thing about it is he wasn't getting nothing off me. Mm. So who did he want the most? <laughs> Me. I remember my grandma saying that, like, in nicer verbiage. (laughs) And how, like, that night, my grandfather drove to her house and, like, sat outside for hours to apologize. And how, like, ultimately, he was a terrible husband. Right. But he married her because my grandmother kept her line of, like, I'm not crossing certain boundaries. I'm not overextending myself. I'm not going to have sex with you because I don't feel comfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. Like, and just the fact that, like, the woman that gave everything to him, she was like, where is she? Where is she? Me, I was at least I was his wife. Like, right. at least after two months or three months, he married me because he knew he was not going to down. Should she have married him? That's debatable. <laughs> but the point is, like, just... And I, I guess here's the further question, right? Why does the title matter? Okay, so this is the thing, too. And I've thought about that, too, because I do like to be, like introspective introspective and also be allowed the fact that i don't want for my sexuality to ever be attached Mm -hmm. to me feeling like i can't be my full sexual self in order to like gain something from a man i don't know if that makes sense like if i want to have sex i want to be able to have sex and then not be tied to the fact of like oh good girls don't have sex on the first night right right, you know i haven't done that but like just hypothetically have i i don't think so maybe (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead. The point is just like not <laughs> it being wrapped in that because I think that's like a very I don't want to do that. That takes it's limited. back. Yeah. But at the same time, being aware of the fact that like for me it is important. I want a partner. Mm-hmm. I want a husband. And I think sometimes we lift man off the hook very easily. Yes. We let them go to the local yogurt shop and instead of them getting one of those little cups, maybe two. We're giving them 20 of those little cups, and they're able to go try every single flavor. Without buying. Without buying anybody's flavor. Right. And then we're fucking each other over. Right. All the women are fucking each other over, because now, right. he didn't have a taste of this. <laughs> he didn't went across the globe and had a taste of that. He didn't came back to America and decided to taste some Wisconsin. And we're just letting them, and then it's like, okay... You know, I don't know how to describe it. Like, no, I completely I agree. I remember I was, I don't know if it was a book or a sermon I was listening to where they were saying intimacy is the reward of commitment. 
And you should not be able to get intimacy without the security of commitment. And requiring intimacy from somebody without giving them the security of commitment is selfish. Yes. And I think another thing about the girlfriend experience, and I want to emphasize this, is honestly, sex, the kitty cat, is low-key the last thing on the list when it comes to true intimacy Mm. that a man requires. A man really... Break that down for me. Break that for down. Me for me personally, I feel like a man, what he really wants is a soft place to fall after a bad mm, day. Mm, what he really wants mm. is a woman to tell him that his dream and his vision, she can see it for him. Yeah. What he really wants is to be able to say, hey, I had a terrible review at work today. Mm-hmm. My boss told me... That's intimacy too. But sometimes women, even with withholding the sex... We lean so much in like, oh, I'm not giving him, I was about to say the P word, I'm talking about <laughs> I'm not giving him that, I'm not effing him, mm-hmm. but you're giving him the intimacy of the fact that like he can come to you and he doesn't have to wear that armor that he wears every day when he goes out into the world. And I've done that multiple, and I think that's the trap that we fall into when we think like, well, we're not sleeping together, but yet... Outside of that, you're giving so much time, so much attention, so much energy. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, I don't want to make it about sex because a lot of men, I'm giving them the girlfriend experience without sex. Yeah. But when you think about your friendships, I feel like all of our friendships at this point, at this age, are intimate in the sense of, like, I had friends that when I went through my breakup, I called them crying. Like, I don't know what. That's intimacy. Yeah. And that's low-key more important. I don't need to fuck my friends. Right. What I do have (laughs) is that my friends... I can call them crying. I can call them in my lowest. Mm-hmm. That's intimacy. Yeah. And the, the ability to be vulnerable. And that's intimacy I can't replace with a rabbit or a bullet. Right. <laughs> I think, and the crazy thing is, like, it's so weird because the people I, I've given the girlfriend experience to, I don't feel like I've got the boyfriend experience from. It's really weird, right? Not only do I do we not have the title, not only do we not have any formalized commitment, I also don't feel like I can reciprocate like they reciprocate yeah you're not same. it's unequivocal yeah all right that's a bad i don't think that's right no i think you're you're okay. right like it's not you, you don't mean to say it's not reciprocal it's right not reciprocal, yeah. but it's like i feel like that's another issue where it's like i don't feel like i don't go to them with all my worries and my whatever i go to my friends yeah. <laughs> because like we're not on that level yet they can come to me because i'm going to be an open ear i'm going to be encouraging i'm going to be supportive I'm going to be, but it's hard because it's also hard when I feel like one thing that I'm trying to regulate, right, is my openness, right? Where I want to be authentic. I want to be my authentic self. I want to be open, but I also need to be able to set up certain boundaries where it's like, you don't get all of this without paying along the way, paying as you go, right? Like you have to, there has to be like toll boots, toll roads where it's like, you can't get up to a certain level. And it's hard for me to self-regulate that. It's hard yeah. for me to stop, especially when I'm enjoying the person, right? It's hard for me to be like, okay, you're enjoying this person, but no, he does not get to talk to you every night for so-and-so. Like, you have to regulate yourself. For me, I think, and I feel like we discussed this a little bit previously, it's important to lean into who you were before you met this person. Mm. So the thing is this, like, before you met New York, you weren't talking to him every night. Right. You were talking to me and Lisa every night. (laughs) So just because this new person pops up and they're shiny Mm -hmm. and they're a man, so they have a penis and Mm -hmm. that's great, (laughs) still you have to be like, you know what, listen, like, yeah, it's cool. I enjoy it, but also remember, like, you are just here today. 
And I think this is the issue though, because it's not even like I neglect you like don't my neglect, friendships. Yeah, but but it's I think I make too much. Like I'll lose sleep. I'll stay up. I make too much. You make them a priority. Yeah, yeah, where they have not earned it. Yes. And that is the and issue. And I think that's important too about like just staying bit staying focused on your own goals mm-hmm. and your own schedule. Mm-hmm. Because I felt the same way about my relationship. I don't feel like I even though like in hindsight, there's definitely ways I could have done better. But also with your was, friendships? With my friendships. But also I was working three jobs. And I'll have to always remember that. Like I was working three jobs. <laughs> And he was the only one who was like, yeah, I'll take your hour break. I'll come to Barnes and Nobles and see you. Like, he came multiple times to, like, see me. But, like, yeah, my friendships, I could have done better. But the thing is, like, also, too, like, just not making them a priority at the beginning. Like, when we were in a relationship, it was like, well, which choice do I have? Like, I'm thinking I'm going to marry this man. Right. But I think it's important to, like, just not make them more of a priority than what they really are right and like not lose sleep not be like yeah i'm gonna you would put your phone on do not disturb after a certain hour if it was right else it has to be that same energy until they prove different right and the problem is i give them the same access i would give you or lisa yeah you can't do that and i can't it's hard for me though because of course because like we are attracted to the opposite sex and we want to have partners we want that intimacy right and it's a different type of energy like but maybe we're trying to rush intimacy oh we absolutely are we absolutely are we like to put a hundred on ten you know the honeymoon phase the love bomb phase Mm -hmm. is very real yes when you start when you meet somebody and so it's natural for like every two seconds you want to text them or you Mm -hmm. want to hear from them but you just have to put into perspective the fact that, like, listen, this person has not, for example, right now we were recording this podcast who had just met somebody new. He hasn't earned for him to disrupt this podcast recording because the reality is that if your mom texts you right now, you wouldn't answer her. You would That's keep true. doing the podcast and be focused. That's true. And where women mess up is that this man comes in, he's mm-hmm. shiny. And now you're like, you know what, girl, I'm listening to you. And I'm also texting him. I but think that's this, important. And this is also an issue, right? So the funny thing is someone new texts me during the podcast and I haven't responded because my interest is medium. I'm just starting to get to know them, but my interest is medium. It's not bad. It's just like, cool. And I feel like I do the best when my interest is medium. This, the problem comes when my interest starts getting higher. Yeah. And I also feel like when my interest starts getting higher, sometimes guys, and of course they're not the right guys for me. They feel like they can take their interest lower. Well, they do because this is why. I'm going to just, I sound like a dating expert and I'm not, but this is the <laughs> tea. Women have a, especially black women, and I'm going to keep it 100 because I have a lot of different friends. We will meet one man and we think he's the one and we put all our eggs in that basket in a way that is not conducive to us meeting a husband. Mm. So the thing about it is you'll meet one man and you think he's the one. He gets a little bit more interest than the others. Mm-hmm. He earns a few more points. And then you cut off everybody else. Yeah. Or you stop even allowing other people to come into your life. And now you've played yourself. And the thing is, it's so funny because I've been in Clubhouse arguing about why I date multiple people at the same time. And I always will. And I'll never forget, I have a close friend who like, when we were freshmen in, in college, she was dating like two or three guys. And I'm like, how do you not get caught up? Because I was dating one guy and I was just like always on my phone waiting for him to text me. And she's like, oh, whenever I start being really interested in one, I start dating someone else. Because then I get like less focused on that one guy. 
And I'll never forget it. And it sounds so silly, but it's the best advice. It is. And even with my ex, I think the one thing, like, I've been in so many gods at that time. And, like, not kind of dating. I have been on, like, 15 dates with all these guys. (laughs) Somebody was about to get this. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody, it was just a, it was a dog fight. Who's about to? And the thing about it is, like, you know what? Because my mom was so, like, it could go either way. (laughs) It could go either way right now. Guess what? They all, my energy was different. So, all of them were rising. They constantly were trying to outdo each other. Like, I'm getting Jay-Z tickets. I'm getting this. I'm getting that. Because they all had to. I wasn't over-invested. If I had cut off everybody else, I would have been like, oh, you have to be perfect. You ha- I have to make you work. And I feel like that's where I am right now because I'm at a place now where it's like, there was one guy I was talking to and like, the funny thing is I'm kind of annoyed with him right now so we're not even on it like that. But he was talking about us going to the British uh, Virgin Islands in July and I was thinking like, yeah, I should still be, I hope I'm still single in July. Like before I'd be like, oh, there's yeah, other guys I that like, I want to sit down. Hope. Now it's like, I hope I'm still single in July. Like there are different people I'm talking to but like, Unless somebody, like, commands that commitment. And I still, of course, I I would love to, like, settle down and whatever. But I'm really, like, just open to all the possibilities and, like, open to whoever is, like, going to have the best connection with me and give me the best consistency and the best, you know, support, emotional support and, like, the things You're that I need. You're making them earn that place. Right. So where before it'd be like, oh, I wonder if... Now it's like, okay, sure, I should still be... I mean, if I'm still single, whatever. And, like, kind of even looking forward to still being single. Kind of looking forward to still being able to have, like, these different options. Where before I feel like... It'd be like, oh, I hope I'm not still single. Now it's like, oh. And that ties into the girlfriend experience because now, also, too, with multiple men... I can't be most one man's girlfriend experience. No. I'll be too tired. So right. It instantly stops me from doing that because there are multiple of them. I'm like, I can't give y'all that because I'll be exhausted. I don't have anything Girl, for boy, be our boy C. I can't, so, I can't be FaceTiming five guys exactly, at so five. Gonna, so you're going to be like, you know what? Just none of y'all get FaceTime or you get two minutes each. Like you, <laughs> it helps you navigate differently. And I think that's a good way to stop yourself from like being the girlfriend without the title is like. It's easier to do that when there's only one of them. Because first of all, you have a scarcity mindset when it's only one of them. Right. And two, I always say this, and I will die on this hill. Women are not taught that your partner doesn't just choose you. You choose your partner. Yes. And when we allow ourselves to have that patriarchal mindset of like, oh, a man seeks and gathers you. Mm -hmm. And you just hop in the bag and you go to be (laughs) acquired. That is dangerous. The reality is, yes, typically men pursue women, mm-hmm. but also when as he's pursuing you, you need to take a step back and you think, select. Am I selecting this mm-hmm. man? Am I also choosing this man to be my partner? If you're not, and if you're not thinking about that, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Right. Because I know in my dating life, there's been so many times where I'm like, this man just chose me and I went. <laughs> I just went with it. Yeah. Because I felt like it was easy. I felt like I didn't have a voice. I felt like it was, I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Mm. Those are when you get those situations versus if you're honest about the fact like, no, he's choosing me as his partner, but I need to take a step back. Am I choosing you as my partner? I am the chooser. Yeah, exactly. You have to have that mindset. Tracy Ellis Ross said that in her podcast with Oprah. I forgot what the name of the podcast was, but she said, I am the chooser. 
And that is such a powerful statement as a woman. And I think that my issue is that when I like someone, I don't, I need to step back and think like, I'm interested. I like them. But do I want this person? I don't know yet. I haven't seen enough evidence yet to know who they are or if I want them. All I know is that I'm interested in them. All I know is that I'm attracted to them. We have chemistry. We have good conversations. Also, this is about to be a clubhouse room we're about to host. Women, are you choosing your mate? Girl, you want to hop on that clubhouse room right when we get off this podcast? Yes! I think we need to. I think we have to do it because I think we have to remind us, remind women that, like, we are the choosers. Like, I think... Especially because, I mean, even the anatomy of sexual relations, yeah, right? Yeah, it's everything. penetrated where, Many of you us know, are raised up with religious viewpoints. And I don't right. care what religion you subscribe to. 9.5 times out of 10, <laughs> whatever your denomination, whatever your belief is, is rooted in the fact that men mm-hmm. choose their partner. Mm-hmm. Men, you know, like, it's... Even, it's, listen, and I, this is... I don't know if it's going to sound away, but because one of the guys I follow who I like, him and his wife are like black um, dating, whatever. But like they always have a room like ask a black man. Yeah, anything. I hate that room. I'm so tired of that shit. I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing about what a black man thinks. I'm tired of hearing about what men think. I'm tired of hearing about asking men. I don't give a fuck. And that's again, <laughs> like just... a disservice. And that's why I say like maybe I'm that person, but like. If it was 1960, 90% of those rooms would be like, what does a black woman want? Because unfortunately, the re- I'm sorry, the we real flipped is... The script. We flipped the script when we started having sex with these men yes. with no commitment. Yes. And I hate it. I didn't popped it for a few <laughs> niggas that didn't deserve it. <laughs> they weren't for even a, a real few one. niggas who didn't deserve They weren't even a real for one. A few niggas who didn't want to give me a title. And that's where I fucking played myself. And Mm -hmm. I hate to say that because, like, now I want to be married. Mm -hmm. It's cool when there's a few. I don't even count them. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm I'm saying a few like there's a lot. There's really not. I'm a recycler, which is a whole other podcast about how women like to recycle men and how that's also very toxic. And and patriarchy. Tied to the patriarchy. Yeah, and we are wrong for doing that. But there's been a few times I've recycled men and it's like low-key. I just, yeah, I'm enjoying this. That's why I'm recycling you. But there's been other times where it's like, I'm bored. I want to be married, but mm-hmm. I'm still recycling you. And I played myself. Like, no, like, mm-hmm. if that's your goal, you have to just move it. I don't know. Like, my grandma was not fucking out nobody. And she was married in three months. And mm. that's because she knew. Listen, let me tell you. Married, and I told you, when I was looking at different articles, and maybe it's a money thing, because high network men I told you, like, there were several of them. I like, this is a pattern. High network men were marrying their wives in, like, quick yes, time. They value the commitment. They value the loyalty, too. I think that's something, too, like, it's crazy. It's so much stuff. Like, a man, also, two men assume, like, if I'm having sex with you or if I'm being intimate with you or if I'm giving you the girlfriend experience, even without sex, Man, let's assume that, like, nobody else is getting the girlfriend experience. Mm-hmm. And that's because most of the time they're right. <laughs> they are. You know what's funny? This is why I messed up with this one guy, right? So, like, one of the guys who um, I met him on Clubhouse, right? So, oh, shit, I'm trying to figure out how much I should say. But, okay, so I told y'all that we're going on a Clubhouse trip, right? And so we're just chatting. And I was like, he, he doesn't know a lot of the other people. And I was like, oh, they're all cool. Like, I've spoke to everyone who's going on the trip. And he was like, wait, 
I thought I was the only guy yeah, that like, she spoke to. And I was like, oh, shit. And <laughs> like, guess what? I bet he stepped it up. In every arena, he probably texts a little bit more. He no. Goes, oh, I'm shocked. Girl. But I kind of, I told him he's dead to me. So he thinks I'm like a Pisces or Jeez. something. I was like, but he was. She's a, let me tell you something. She's a Scorpio, sir. I am a Scorpio. And Scorpios are very volatile. <laughs> But they're also very loyal. That's yes. the thing, too. When you get them on your side, they're loyal. But it takes a long time to get them, especially men. I could just see she's very wishy-washy. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm with you, but once I'm not... You're not. I'm not, and and blessings to you, sir. But, yeah, so I, it is very interesting because men do... And that's why I used to think girls were silly when they're like, I'm single till I'm engaged. And no. the more, the older I get, the more I'm like, you know what? And that's my thing too. Like when you, what you said about Tracy Ellis, I love that. But it took her until she was like forty mm-hmm. something to get that. My hope is that us telling people this, they'll be twenty two and get the picture. Yeah, you choose your partner. Yeah, they don't just choose you. And if you grew up, especially like I grew up in the South, you grew up in a very traditional culture as well. Like. Mm-hmm traditional views no matter how crazy your family is no matter how many divorces they have no matter how liberal they are those traditional values are like intertwined into just the culture yes and the viewpoint and you have to break yourself from those because if not you will be in trouble like, you have to free yourself you have to free yourself and it's like and again too my main thing is like i'm not talking about like god here and unless you want to you don't have to ask every boy you see to say that you're free and you're not giving the girlfriend experience. That's not what I'm saying. No. But what I'm saying is, like, be mindful of, like, and again, I will die on this. So, like, for me, I don't even think I'm that amazing in bed or, like, my, the sex isn't even the top tier of, like, what I'm offering. It's good. <laughs> it keeps them coming back. <laughs> but what also keeps them coming back is that I'm a conversationalist. Yes. I'm interested. Yes. I'm a little funny. Yep. Men like to say women you ain't funny. You're very funny, girl. But I'm pretty funny. I got Listen, a few jokes. And it's so funny because the amount of men who are like, they love how witty I am. Exactly. Which I don't, it's not even something, until I heard it several times, it's not even something I would put on my like, no, exactly. advertisement list. Exactly. Of, but so like, that's my thing. Don't think it's just your vagina. No. Nah. I'm telling you, that's like the lower two, if not the bottom one. There's so many other things that you will give to a romantic partner before he deserves it. Mm. You will know about another example. The last man. The way I knew about his career. <laughs> I knew the goings, girl, the comings. I girl. knew what was happening. I could tell you people's names because I'm a partner. Girl, I'm the a way the, the last dude I dated, he had like a hearing to like dispute, appeal something. I had to save on my calendar, girl, exactly. to check in and make sure. Like, hey, how did How'd it go? And that's the tea. This, don't give this. What has this man done to earn? To, like you said, to earn Mm -hmm. you having a Google reminder about (laughs) his whatever. Nothing. He's just showing up and texting a few times. Facts. And he does not deserve that treatment. Facts. And that's the tea. Facts. And I wish at 22, at 21, I would have really internalized it. But then you're still so young. Yes. You're just tied into the viewpoint of like. And you know, you, you know what's just hitting my spirit right now? Because as we're sipping on the champagne, I'm realizing that we're popping bottles for niggas we should be offering sparkling water. Yeah. At exactly. best. Yes, yes, yes. At best. That's at the best. issue. We're popping bottles. We're offering champagne service. Two men have only earned bottled water. Yes. And then you feel stupid. Whenever it happens, 
You're like, and whenever they show their hand, yes. right? Because this is the thing about a man. He's always going to show his hand. Mm-hmm. But they be playing poker. Mm-hmm. And we be playing, what's that game where you flip the cards and you match them? <laughs> yes. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yes. That's what women are playing. Or we, we think them. we're playing spades and we on the same page and we trying to make books together. And, and he's we're like, not trying not. to make books together. He's out here playing Texas Hold'em. Right. So it's important to realize like, yeah, no. No, 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 no. You're getting you're getting this tap water until you upgrade to bottled water, until you upgrade to possibly soda, until you up like everything yes. is earned. And so here's my next question. I haven't even thought about it, but what does that look like? What does them sh- giving you the proof look like? So for, for the me, men that might listen, for me, the biggest thing is once we have a connection, which is the basic, right? Once you've shown that you are committed consistently, right? And so my thing is like. I need a consistent connection. I need consistent communication. I need consistent effort, right? And I need that to evolve as time progresses, right? I need that to evolve as we get closer and deeper. I need our conversations to get more intimate. I need our conversations to get deeper. And I need your effort and my effort, of course, because I'm always down to match. That's never the question. Um, but I feel like I need it all to evolve and I need it to get deeper. I need there to be intentionality behind it. And once I see that consistently and once you start putting in the work, then you start accruing girlfriend benefits. Mm-hmm. But you are not giving them the first day that you sign up for the job. You have to accrue that. Just like some people have to accrue vacation time, you have to accrue these benefits. Okay. You are not handed them. And I think that's what it's going to be like for me. Going forward. Mm -hmm. What about for you? I think that's the same thing. And I think for me also, it's just not even like engaging in stuff that I don't want to do. I think for me, like I'm not even making sacrifices for any man that has not shown himself worthy. And what that looks like for me is that you're showing sacrifices for me. Yeah. You're remembering things. I don't care if you have to put it in an Apple note. (laughs) You remember that I told you that I work in only gas accounting. Mm -hmm. And maybe you wrote down my boss's name because I mentioned it once. Like, make that effort Mm -hmm. because I know I'm going to make that effort naturally. Yes. And knowing that, like, I understand men, but I'm not going to give them a cop out because I feel like men are not naturally as thoughtful as we are, but I don't care. Yeah, no, because (laughs) it's like even also like, yeah, men are not as thoughtful, but also men a lot of times show their action, their love through action, their interest through actions. So that's another thing, too, for me. Like, you're going to have to show me through your actions. Like, are you offering to come over and check on things? Yes. Are you offering to do X, Y, and Z? If not, I can't give you the girl that's going to remember all these things and know all these things. And it's hard because, yes, that does mean me filtering myself and diluting the potential that I have to be a good wife and a good partner. But I also or just diluting how much you show of it. Yeah, I just can't keep doing it time Mm -mm. and time again. It's exhausting. I think also, um, I love there's some quote that I don't remember specifically, but it's basically like allow people to show you what they want to give you, yeah, and then just react on what they choose to present to you versus like trying to demand it or trying to like let me just see what you think what you think I deserve what you what you want to bring my way. And then I can just react based on that. Right. Do you feel, so here's the question of the night. Do you feel, have you ever used a man for the boyfriend experience? Absolutely. <laughs> Every friend I've ever had. <laughs> Every close friend. Absolutely. 
I'm very guilty of like. Are we trash? Are we toxic? <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. I think it's just human nature. And again, because they're not requiring more because they don't want more. But still, like, they're not requiring more. But That's I true. definitely have had men where it's like, I'm going to send you all my cute selfies. I'm going to send you traps. all my thirst traps. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send you something. If I feel ugly, I'm going to send you a cute pic. So you tell me how beautiful <laughs> I am. Those are ways that I'm using a man for the boyfriend experience. Um, yeah. Also, my ex. I had him doing all types of shit for my house because it was like, yeah, we're not together, but I know you want to be back with me, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna. I never know, knew this. Girl, he installed my ring doorbell. He hung a picture. What? Yeah, I would have him come over doing all this, and it's like that's using you for the boyfriend. Experience. I never knew this because I cannot stand that man. I know. I, that's why nobody <laughs> knows it. But yeah, absolutely. And then too, when it went bad with the other guy, mm-hmm. I would like use him to hype me up and remind me. Also, Dallas. Oh. And also Crocker. Crocker is amazing. <laughs> he was like a go-to solid investment in the boyfriend's Because one thing he's going to do is FaceTime you. Yes. That you're cute. Yes. And it's like, I love this. Listen, I have friends. I have guy friends. I have several guy friends that I've... And that's part of the... Honestly, and this is a negative, though. I feel like that's part of the reason I've been so complacent and not putting myself out there in the dating world. Because I've had a lot of my needs met with, like, close guy friends who give me the boyfriend experience, who, like, you know, who validate me, who help take care of me, who cuddle me, who, like, give me the things that, like, generally would be found out in the wild of the dating world. So I feel like part of the reason I've been so complacent is because I've used these guys to get the boyfriend experience. It is, and that's why I blocked all of these men that I'm mentioning is because I realized, like, Girl, it's going to be 2025 and you're still going to be single <laughs> because you're getting all these different dudes met mm-hmm. by, and again, this is why I go to like, women have to do better because the same way us, like, yeah, I'm not going hard in my dating life because boy A is doing this, yeah. boy B is doing that, boy C is doing that. And all those together give me enough to not have to worry about dating. Yes. And it's no different for a man if they're getting this from that. You know, like, Mm -hmm. so for me, yes, absolutely. And I had to let them go like you to really move forward. And I was like, yeah, I'm not getting none of this, man. I hate my phone being dry. Girl. I hate nobody telling me my booty looks big. Phone be so dry. And I had to. So now I'm back on my phone. I've been telling you your booty looks big, though. You do. That's true. But, you know, <laughs> that's the point. Like, yes, I definitely use man for the boyfriend experience. I the, like every woman. Has. I still have guy friends that low-key, like, get my thirst traps. Get, like, yeah. either to help me decide which one is the send or to um, just, like, gas me up. Yeah. Also, like, guys that I'm dating that also. But that's different. That's just, you know. Yeah, that's like Throwing dating. the bait you know, out. Yeah, you know. you're giving them a little peek. Give them a little, a little peek, a little touch, a little something, something. But this has been an interesting podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how tipsy we sound. <laughs> Maybe a little. Like I'm sure, I'm sure a little bit more than a little. Um, but I love it. Me so too. I'm so excited, y'all. Stay tuned to hear about my adventures in Cancun. Hopefully, I'm. The funny thing is, I'm trying to decide: Am I going to dress up for the airport? Am I going to be one of those girls? You yeah. should. Why not? You're right. Do a little something. Do a little, give them a little bit. Give them yeah. a little something, something. I might have to be one of those girls that like dresses up for the airport in case, you know, 
the man of my dreams is in the lobby next to me or in the, you know. Yes. Who knows? So hopefully stay tuned to hear about adventures from Cancun, adventures from, I have a lot of other places that I'm going. And also, Crystal, she built her photo booth empire. <laughs> yes, y'all. I'm planning on meeting a man at one of these weddings. That I'm pushing she me. will, right? She's going to have on a bodycon dress and be behind, behind the booth. And, you know, he's going to slip her his business card. So... We're going to keep you in touch with all of this. Just make sure you follow, share, and, you know, subscribe because we are not just doing this podcast for our health. We'd also like to make a coin, but, you know, you got to share it with a friend. But thanks for listening to This Might Get Me Fired with Chizzy. And Crystal. Um, make sure to follow, subscribe, rate us, do all the things that we've talked about in all the episodes, binge watch, share with a friend, follow us on Clubhouse, even though we won't give out our identities. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you later. Toodles. Bye.